Hi and welcome to the latest episode of Pit Talk. Today we're going to be talking all about Monza, the home of the Tifosi. So make sure you follow us on TikTok and on Instagram at pittalk.podcast. And yeah, Ayla, what did you think of the race? I thought that the majority of the race was pretty entertaining. Um, obviously we yeah. had we didn't have any crashes, which was good in a sense, but we had a couple of DNFs, which Daniel is very sad about. So obviously Max winning again. I think we all expected it. Yeah. Um I mean I feel like whatever we throw at him, he's kinda like able to overcome it and win by like quite a big margin. Yeah. So Unfortunately for Charles, I don't think there's anything much more he can do. No, but maybe we don't know. But if they would have gone racing on the on the last couple laps, maybe Charles would have gotten it. Yeah, but, maybe. But, but then again, the, uh, um, I feel like Max is probably still quicker off the line than Charles, so I don't know. But yeah. yeah. How do we feel about that decision? I don't really understand it, to be honest. I know, obviously, there was a car on track, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they got it out on the end, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so I don't understand why there was a second one if there was nothing else on the track. I think... Um, uh, I think that they should have... Well, first of all, it took them ages to actually do anything to the car. Like, it took them ages to like send out a tractor and things. They could yeah. have been quicker on that front. And then also, like, I think there were maybe, like, three laps left or two laps left after mm-hmm. everything was completely clear, which they could have raced in. So I don't know why they didn't. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Also, can I just say very sad about Daniel's DNF as well? The Monza curse lives on. Well, I mean, if there's... Red Bull domination next year, at least we know it'll be an interesting race because Max will be an F. Yeah. Well, we said that about Charles Monza curse, and although he didn't get a podium, he did finish. So maybe the curses will be broken. We'll see. Maybe. Also, Nick DeVries. Oh, yes. Amazing performance. Yeah. I think if he hasn't already proved that he needs it, that he needed a seat, he definitely has now. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's not getting a seat. If he doesn't, there is nothing else related to it besides from money. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'm kind of concerned about with him is his age. Like, he's 27. Is he? Yeah, he does not look it, but that is pretty old in terms of, like, racing careers and stuff. Because Max is, what, 24, 25? Yeah. So, he's I always quite thought a he bit like, older. I always thought he was, like, 20, 22. No, he looks young, doesn't he? But yeah. he must have started his career late or something, I don't know. Well, most of the drivers look young anyway. Yeah. But, as we move on... We had the DNFs of um, Aston. Aston Martin, 
Sad. Very sad about that. Yep. His last ever Monzari. DNS. Yeah. yeah. I, there was another one, I think, but I'm not sure who it was. Um, Alonso. It was Lance. Uh, Alonso, yeah. Yeah. So four DNFs. Yeah. That's pro- I. Hmm. I know this is a bit off, but what would you say is the average amount of DNFs per race? What do you think? I think that mm, probably around two because, like, obviously there'll be like major crashes and stuff. So there's most likely like a like a one in three chance or something there'll be like some sort of crash. So that's most likely to be involved with it, like at least two people and then a DNF. So probably about three. Yeah. Hmm. I'm actually curious now if there's an actual number of the average DNF. Yeah, there probably is. Yeah. I like to have a little research. Have a look. Uh, what else have we got in terms of things that happened in Monza? Mm. Oh, Ferrari actually, I think they did a decent strategy. Yeah, they did. They didn't it's mess one up of their best stops. Special races. Hmm. They normally mess they definitely up. one of the best races they've had in a while. Yeah, probably the best race since, like, I'm not sure, maybe like Miami or something? Silverstone. Or Austria, maybe. Mm, I was going to say Silverstone, but they were, like, battling at but the Carl, end. Yeah. Only, only one got a podium, which Carl's his first win. Yay. Yeah. I haven't found the average. Sorry. All right, okay. I haven't found the average, but the driver with the most DNFs is Andrea De, Andrea De Casaris. I'm not sure what year he was in, but you know he who had, he drove for. I will find out. Um, whereabouts are we? No, it's not that one. No, but <laughs> basically, his name was Andrea Di Casaris, and he holds the record for the most races. Oh my god! Yes, he um he had two hundred and eight starts, and he had one hundred and forty-seven oh. DNFs. He must have been like really early F one then. Yeah, I have a just a research about him. Like, I'd have guessed he was in maybe, like, the 50s, 60s, kind of. Mm-hmm. No, that's the wrong person. Andrea de Casares. Andrea... Anyway, back to Monza. Yes. What did you think of the yellow suit and, like, part of the livery? Well, I'm just going to say it, because everyone else is thinking it. They just look like bananas when they're half one. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. But I feel like also, I feel like it looks kind of cool. It does look like, cool. As I a like, one-off. Mm, I liked the black undershirts and the yeah. just tops. I thought the tops were quite nice. But just when yeah. they get half suit, it just looks like a banana. 
I think their helmets were pretty nice as well, with the like yellow and black kind of combo. Yeah. I love how they match the helmets to each other because normally drivers don't do that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, it's you not. Go. But about that, about the racing driver, he was an Italian motorsport driver, and he was he started in F one, quite like. He was in F one from nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety four. All right. Oh. He raced for quite a lot of teams. He raced for Alfa Romeo, McLaren, Minardi, Brabham, and Jordan and Sauber. And a couple more, but I don't know how to pronounce them, and I'm not going to try. Has he got any other accomplishments other than the amount of DNA? I will have a look. Well, it says here that he was had 208 starts, which I have already said. He's had five podiums and 59 career points. He has got one pole position and one fastest lap, but he has not Um, won any races. Um, anyway, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Alex Albon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he had appendicitis, which he then had surgery for and suffered complications afterwards. So he was put in ICU. And then he was taken out of ICU, and I think he's gone back home now, I think. Oh, that's good. But do you think he'll be fit to race in, for Singapore? Well, I th- Singapore isn't this week, but it's the week after, am I right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I th- okay, we'll go on the basis that it is. I think if it's in, like, from today, like, two weeks' time, yeah. I think if he'll have, like, one week of recovery, which is, like, this week, and then he could have, like, maybe a week to start training, but he m- it might... Yeah. More, much longer to recover and you still need to get training you can't just be oh yeah I'm fine I'll go you still have to get some yeah. training so it depends really because obviously he's a fit person so not sure how long it will take yeah. for him to recover yeah because I was looking at the stats and for like for what he's like been through like the normal kind of like for a normal like fitness of a person the normal <laughs> Recovery time is like three to four weeks. Week. So, I don't know where he'd be at. Mm. I'm, I'm, he's obviously more than an average person. I mean, he's four. Yeah. But yeah, if, but I mean, he can't be that much more than a no, normal person. You're not like Superman. Like maybe with him, it will take like two weeks, but that's still not going to make it to Singapore. I don't think. So, do you think if he's not racing, do you think Nick DeVries will be back? I think he will be back. And I think he'll be very good and will hopefully yeah. score more. Also, he, Nicholas' seat was just... Oh, you go. Sorry. His seat was just robbed in the space of a week. <laughs> it must be really, I don't know, hard for him. Like to cope with the fact that his teammate beats him on the regular, and then this guy who's like, is not used to the car at all, yeah, scores points, which mm-hmm. he hasn't done for like, I don't know how, what race we're on for like sixteen, seventeen races. 
Yeah, he hasn't scored points at all this season. So, uh-huh. his last race he scored points. Well, the first one that I remember was... Um, last year? Bit of pessimism? Yeah. Last year, Hungary, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how, how Alex Albon is getting a tummy ache and then he just loses a Formula 1 seat. But yeah, of course. Anyway, kind of like on a related topic. Um, so last year we had quite a lot of like surprise podiums and winners. This year we haven't had much of that. Do you think that will improve in the next few races or the next season? I think next season. But sadly, this the rest of this season, Max is just a whole league ahead of everyone else. I don't think many yeah. people. Have- him unless like someone like just runs into the side of him yeah it's quite interesting that because i think this is uh, max has had like no dnf due to like accidents and stuff mm-hmm. it's all been reliability and i think is that probably i think it's his first season where he's had no like accident yeah because i think this year no one's no one's like brave enough to like actually like barge shoulders with Max. Yeah. And just in but, general, I think he's like he's matured a little bit as a driver. Yeah. He's a lot more chill. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't a massive Max fan from like his first years because I thought he was just like too aggressive and like in his own world. But I was supporting him through 2021, and he's yeah. like him a lot more now because he's become not this massive winning, per, like this massive, like I'm not gonna say psychopath, but like he's not obsessed with winning all the time, and like he yeah. he like he's shakes quite humble. Yeah, he's humble. He shakes hands with the drivers and support the master, which I think is really cool. Yeah. But I think, like, you, we can't really say that much about his first few seasons because, I mean, at the end of the day, he was a teenager who's been offered, like, yeah. this huge opportunity and, like, a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, suddenly, like, got all this fame and, like, fans and stuff, and it's probably quite overwhelming. Yeah. I love how, um, I think Max, obviously he would support his fans, but, like, Back when he was a teenager, he would just like kind of get on with his driving and everything. But obviously, fans last year. But I feel like he appreciates them a lot more this year. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously with Zambor and Spa, and I think there were quite a lot in Hungary as well. Yeah, I think also on the note of fans, um, I think it's quite a shame that in. Monza, they had to mute the crowd because they were booing Max so loudly. And the yeah. fact that, like, the FIA haven't said anything about it, because they did say, like, similar things in the past, when similar things have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, I heard the booing when Max actually won the race. But I didn't hear yeah. any. So, obviously, I didn't know that they muted them until you just said. But they always, they used to make like statements when in uh, like Zambor last year they got like booing Lewis and stuff and booing Max and Silverstone but it's kind of 
they probably will make one soon or like if it happens again they will but yeah i'm surprised they haven't done it sooner now yeah but the Tafosi are just amazing in general when you go to Monza. Not that way, but just the atmosphere. Like they're like how many of them there are and like the passion and the red. The red is everywhere. Red. You've been to Monza, haven't you? Am I correct? Yeah. I went twenty nineteen, which was obviously oh. the year. And the... Yeah. I think actually, um, when you go in real life, um, it's I I think it's more claustrophobic than the other races because I don't know it's kind of like the way it's set out. Everyone's kind of like in one area. Yeah. There's like all these flares and flags and like everything, and it's quite claustrophobic. But at the same time, it's fun. So. Yeah, I can I can say that as well with like Monaco because obviously it's a small circuit, but yeah, cool in Monaco because because it's obviously in a city, there aren't like any pop up things like when you get when you go to get food you get them at restaurants. And yeah, we were sitting um on like the I only know it's Grandstand L but the swimming pool chicane, and yeah. They had to, we had to cross a bridge to get to ours from the main street, and so that's where we mainly got our food. And we sat by this restaurant right next to the street, and that was when Porsche Super Cup decided to come on. And I could not hear myself think <laughs> with just the music and like all the cutlery and all the people, plus this like amazing super super fast car just going all around next to me. I mean, it's amazing. Speaking of super fast cars, the F2 and F3 champions were crowned this weekend. Yes, they were. So, Felipe Drugovic and... Um, the other person. Um, what other name? I, can't, I can't remember his name. Um, begins with a V. Bad it begins with a V. It begins with a um, V at an Alpine Academy. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad for forgetting now that I brought it up. Uh, yeah. um, wait, let me find it. I'm going to find it. Yeah. it. We apologise. It is very late. Yeah, we apologise to whatever your name is for forgetting. Yeah. Um, Victor Marta. Yes. We apologise. It is... It's, 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 it's the end of school. It's about 8 o'clock now. We're all a bit tired. Also, Prema were crowned uh, F3 team champion. Yeah. Going back to... Yeah, yeah, going back to Drogovic. When I kind of forgot that Alonso had signed with Aston Martin, I was like... And when I saw the picture of Drogovic shaking um, Lawrence Stroll's hand, I was like, did Uh he sign for Aston Martin? And then Uh I just remembered everything. But... I feel like Drogovic will maybe be in Formula One in like maybe two years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But to be fair, like, uh, obviously we don't know the full story, but I feel like in general, when a driver in like F2 isn't in a driver academy, that usually tells you something. Yeah. If you get yeah. what I mean. 
I think a bunch of Formula Two are going to be in Formula One in the future. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say it, but people like Lewis and Daniel. Well, I think Daniel's going to take a year off this season, but they're going to start leaving Formula One soon. And people like yeah, Pia are going to come in, and like also Theo Porcher. I think he's going to get a seat soon. He's a good driver. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but. I think we're going to see, like, maybe a quarter of the grid come from F2 in, like, five years. Like, obviously, a quarter of the grid in, like, five years will be people currently in Formula 2 now in Formula 1 seats. Yeah. I feel like that's needed. Like, I know we have, like, a connection with these drivers and things, but if Mm -hmm. they're not performing, we need to bring in, like, young talent who can do the job yeah like piastri yeah like as much as people hated that and like have been calling him things like we need like new young bloods that sounds so weird but like we need young drivers yeah Uh, yeah obviously basically saying what you've said we're all very sad about daniel like taking leave off and stuff but this is gonna be very hard for me to say as a daniel fan a hardcore rick nation fan i he did he wasn't performing in the car and people like piastri with because he's been in so many cars i think will get used to it really quickly and that's what mclaren need right now and even if he doesn't like yeah, it might take him a few races. It is his first time in a Formula One, like, Vehicle. in that kind of car. First time at that level. You know, it might take him a few races, but I think if you give him some a little bit of time, I think he will get up there. Yeah. Just thinking, this is nothing related whatsoever. I just thought it was pretty cool. When I said F1 vehicle, it made me think, what if Formula One was built like a truck? Like the cars. You like, you know how Formula One are cars are cars? Yeah. Like they're cars, but like more like aerodynamic. What if they did that with trucks and they like raced in these massive trucks? That's pretty cool, but also like, mm, it'd be pretty hard to make an overtake because they're so big. But they just expand the tracks. Yeah, but I mean, like, the size of the trucks. You'd have to, yeah. it'd take you a while to. Oh, so I don't know how well they'd, like, go around a corner. No, that's an issue. I just thought it'd be really cool to see, like, these massive trucks just go, like, yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And if we remember anything, we will do it now. And we can't think of anything. So. We are done. Thank you for listening. And we shall see you shortly. Yeah. Singapore.